Good morning, good morning, everyone. Okay, for my friends on Facebook and on Podbeam and on Zoom, look at this. Who's number one? Virginie from France. What? Am I competitive or what, Dorothy? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Last night as Melanie and Marie-Pierre and I were going over the chapter of today, Habit 7, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Sharpen the Saw. Today's segment is called The Mental Dimension. And myself coming from immigrant family, by the way, those that didn't know, I, I was born in Italy and immigrated here with my parents. I was 18 months old. Anyways, that being said, I've seen how the intentionality, I hope that's proper English, of my mom and my dad willing to learn and adapt to the Canadian way made the difference in the outcome financial outcome and the quality of their lifestyle. And my dad said this story to me once. He says, Maria, we all got off the boat at the port of Montreal on the same date, February, whatever date it was, 1968. And out of this boat, only a handful of us, because a lot of people say, oh, the Italians are successful. No, 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 no. It's because you only know the successful ones. <laughs> it's like everybody else. Only a handful got out of that first place where they moved. Because, you know, it's like my friends, the Filipinos. They all arrive, they all go to Cote, Cote de Neige. And then as they evolve and grow in this Canadian culture, they'll move primarily to the West Island, example, okay? Uh, only a handful. And I asked my dad, well, why? Why you all had no education? My dad had the equivalent of a sixth grade. Like, you know, it's it's not it's not... Dr. Melanie Miller, right? So I said, what made the difference? He goes, the choices we make once we get back from work. And I said, what do you mean that? He goes, you see, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And if we're all working eight hours, what we do with the 16 other hours will trace our future. And he says, as I came home and and went straight to repairing cars. He had a mentor from Northern Italy, and he mentored him to repair cars. My friend sat down and watched TV and fell asleep in front of the sofa. Your mom worked in manufacturing, in the manufactories. And then somebody knocked at her door and offered her an opportunity in the multi-level marketing. She said yes. So while she was working those, you know, full days at the manufactory, in the evening, she was selling products door to door. See, those choices, my daughter, he says to me, are going to make the difference in where you're going to be versus your friends once they graduate from high school. He says, so think of immigration the same way when we arrived here in February 1968. Think of it the same way when you graduate secondary five. What happens after that? What are you doing after that? Are you working and continuing your studies? You know, are you going to upgrade your studies? And I think of the story of Sylvain Lalonde when he came out of high school. He went to CGEP. In, in Montreal, we have CGEP. And he got um, a DRP, like a technical uh, certificate. And he became um, uh, an aide to the el elderly. 
And then he realized quickly by age 19, he goes, I don't want to do this at, you know, whatever it was, $15 an hour working uh, days, nights and the graveyard shift. So he went back to university. He, he, he got his teaching degree. And from that point on, he doubled his income and then, you know, and he keeps growing and growing. So basically the mental dimension is about reading good literature, continuing education, either in school or out of school. Uh, Stephen Covey re recommends to read the Harvard classics. I haven't looked into it. I wrote it down because I want to make a point uh, this weekend to look into Harvard glass classics. Autobiography. I remember when I read uh, Martin Luther King's Jr.'s autobiography. Uh, like it floored me. It has, it is till this day one of my favorite. 39 years, and yet in 39 years before he was killed, he has lived longer than most of us in two lives. Like it's just amazing what he's done. National Geographic's renowned self help books. Be careful with self help books. You can't just read any kind of self help book. They have to be renowned. They have to be proven over the ages. Example: Ogmandino. You know, you you have a. Uh, uh, Napoleon Hill, you have uh, Dale Carnegie, you have, of course, Stephen Covey, you have Ogmandino, like renowned self-help books, uh, other publications that expand your cultural awareness, literature in various fields can expand also your paradigms. Then he says, keeping a journal of our thoughts, our experiences, our insight. Hello, you know, all of those in the Millionaire of the Diamonds were doing our journaling. Now, how intentional is journaling when he asks us, when, when he, I treat the journaling, we're doing the conditioning as a he, by the way. When he asks us, what is your mindset set? What is today's goal? What is this week's goal? What is this month's goal? And then, you know, you have very specific question exercises every day. And then the close, what did you learn today? My gosh, my gosh, let me tell you. Even whether you stay on the podcast or not, whether you stay in my multi-level marketing business or not, daily journaling, I will tell you right now, one of the key for us, my company, for have, for ha from having gone from ordinary to extraordinary in 2021 to $50 million of sales, and as we speak now, we're going to have another powerful growth in 2022, I'm telling you right now. It's the intentional journaling that happened every single day the moment we got into COVID. It, it, it was my anchor that I had in my insecurity with this new business. It anchored me, you know, and it made me ask the right question so I wouldn't get emotional or how am I going to get, you know, how the brain just runs, runs in, in, in the direction you don't want it to run. How are we going to get this done? I'm too old for this. I can't learn anymore. You know, that's the... the the black side of my brain. No, no, he, he, journaling helped me to say to it, shut up, we're going to do this. And we did. And we did, okay? Uh, conditioning, ways to promote mental clarity, exactness, context, okay? Uh, something else I wrote down, organizing and planning, having homes that are organized. Melanie Miller, she's restructuring her entire kitchen. I can't wait to follow her on Facebook when, when, when the renovations are going to be beginning. Why? Because a, an organized home helps us to plan clearly, you know, clean homes, clean cars, okay? Working with, you know, organizing, planning, targets, deadlines. What, what are we expecting as outcomes? Never start something without a clear expectation of what you want that something to be. Right, Dorothy? You're my director now. Okay, 
What's the target? What's the deadline? What's the outcome? Are you tracking it? Are you on track, right? Accountability. You know, God forbid Monique doesn't show up. God forbid Dorothy doesn't show up or Virginie or Lee. You know I'll put your face on a milk carton. You know, accountability. Are you noticing your people? Are you, you know, next to your children? I love my inner circle with Monique uh, on, on Wednesday night when you said, what a privilege to be there in the morning to watch my sons go to school, making sure they go to school, Monique, and watching them when they come home. That's where you catch them. If they smoke tough or whatever, you'll see it right away in their eyes. You know, we're all allowed to our experiences. But be careful. You've got to be there. Say, ah, you're 14 and you got drunk. It's okay. Did you get drunk enough not to get re drunk again? No. Here, have another 40 ounce. Make sure he gets really drunk so he gets it over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is so, so important. Remember, it is said wars are won in the general's tent. It's in the organizing and in the planning in the deadlines, in the, in the tracking, in fixing targets. Another way, traveling to new unfamiliar grounds. I have nothing against Cuba, nothing against Cuba. But how many times are you going to spend money going to Cuba? Try a new destination. And by the way, if you're one of them, don't hate me, but look at the people that go to Cuba once a year. Sorry, guys. I, I had to say it. And I know Melanie Miller is going, don't tell me she said this publicly. I have nothing against it. But hey, girlfriend, take that same money and try something new. Okay? Go to new unfamiliar grounds. You know, I, I strongly recommend the old world. The old world is on the other side of the ocean. You're talking about places like England. Go see the, the beginnings, Norway, of the Vikings, understanding where do we come from, Turkey, you know, whatever. And people say, it's expensive. No, it's not expensive. It's the same price. It's the same price. It's how you choose to, to travel, you know, five diamond resorts. Backpack. Look, look at my friend uh, Sabrina. She's go she is spending two months in South America exploring new, new destinations. Well, to better illustrate this, because in my head, it, it, is it clear for everybody? Is it clear? Yeah. Okay. Uh, amen. But who else to better illustrate it than my friend, Dr. Melanie Miller? I said, Melanie, you're always going to be the visual aid girl. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Maria. Um, and, you know, as you were talking, and this always happens, as I listen to Maria's introduction, it always reminds me of something. And, you know, one of the reasons Alan and I elected to come to Montreal was because we could learn French, right? So we, you know, we wanted our kids. I already had a base of French, but our kids came into an environment where they knew nothing and we knew that we were adding to them. We're in a state of continuous learning. Our poor children were always in a state of continuous learning. So for me, the mental dimension fits really well with the physical and spiritual dimensions. They're all exercising things. One's exercising the body, one's exercising our spiritual connections, and the last one is exercising our minds. 
So what happens if you don't exercise? Well, what we all know that in our bodies, our muscles turn to fat and, you know, we, we lose our a sort of ability to move as fast and to do things. Well, exactly the same thing goes on with your mind. If you don't exercise your mind, in Stephen Covey's book, he says it will atrophy, which basically means it will turn to mush. So you don't want that to happen. You want to keep your mind exercised. So, um, you know, I, I have always been somebody who um, loves to exercise my mind. And, and you know, one of the de definitions I would give to um, mental dimension is continuous learning. Like open your mind to continuous learning and, and, and love it. Like, don't say, oh, I've got to do something today. Find something that you're passionate about and start learning. And Maria, I mean, Maria, she's like constantly learning new stuff. Like, how much have we learned about social media since we started this? And you don't, yes, sure, you can learn it by osmosis, which means you copy everyone else. But you need to know more. You need to like dig down a little bit and say, what is it about social media that I need to understand? There are no good leaders who are not in a state of continuous learning, right? If you want to improve your life, start by learning some new things. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I keep going back to Maria, but she's such a great example. Um, I always remember, you know, I would say to Maria, oh, thank you so much for like telling me about this and, and encouraging me to do this. And Maria always says to us, you cannot teach anything if you don't have students. Students are people that suck it up, right? They suck the learning, they want more. And so be that person. Um, you can learn from books, absolutely, and uh, and you can learn from videos. You can learn from the world around you, and of course, you can learn from other people. And Jack Canfield, in his Success Principles, number thirty-six principle, states quite clearly: learn more to earn more. I mean, you can't be more obvious than that. He tells us um, that leaders are readers. And he says that if you reduce your TV time, it will help you. And, you know, I say reduce, don't stop it. TV can be an important area for you to have that relaxation. But make sure you're not turning one episode into 10 episodes, because especially with Netflix, it's an easy thing to do. Choose what you want to watch and, and ask yourself, is what I'm watching going to make me feel better or is it actually going to make me feel worse and if it does the latter you shouldn't be watching it there are many great examples of leaders who practice the mental dimension the people that i came out with straight away martin luther king i mean he was in a constant learning process learning about god but also learning about the law, learning about politics, learning about his people, learning what could he do. Nelson Mandela did everything he could while he was in prison to get a book, 
to get something to read. He he made bargains with guards to be able to get a little copy of a newspaper. He wanted to learn. He was a, a who was thirsty for learning. Arnold Schwarzenegger is um, was an Austrian, and he decided early in his life that he wanted more than being a pretty boy. And he, you know, he did his um, sort of bodybuilding, but had to learn about nutrition. And then he said, "Well, I want to do more than that. I want to be an actor. But if I want to be an actor, I want to do it in America. So I have to learn English. And if I want to learn English, I have to learn to speak it properly." And he took countless lessons and learning on how to speak. And it didn't stop there. After he'd been acting, he started producing. Well, you can't produce unless you know what you're doing. You have to learn about it. And then he went from producing to being a governor. And and you know, in learning. To be a governor, he had to learn other things. He had to learn about the law. He had to learn about politics. He is an an amazing example of a continuous learning process. So, what what do all these people have in common? Well, you know, I want to before I talk about what they all have in common, I want to remind you. I want to tell you about two really important men in my life. Who also had that thirst of continuous learning, and one of them was my dad, and one is my husband Alan, and both my dad and my Alan、uh, came from a background where they were in a very working class, poor environment.、Um, my dad's mother, like Maria's mother, worked in a factory and was a seamstress at night and made extra money to make ends meet. Because she was a single parent, she had three children, and、um, my dad, you know, was determined not to have that life for himself. He was determined to get out of it. My grandma couldn't afford to keep my dad at school, so at the age of fourteen, he he started working. He had qualified to get into the grammar school, but she couldn't afford to keep him there, so he worked in a ticket office in a railway station. But he had a continuous thirst for learning, and he went、um, from age fourteen to nineteen. He managed to go up certain levels in、uh, his railway life to be able to be considered as a manager. And then, age nineteen, he got TB. He ended up in a、um, hospital for two years. And during that time, did he just say, "Oh, woe is me"? Oh, this is not fair. Life is not fair. No, he used the time for continuous learning. I, I looked this out, and for people on the the、uh, podcast this morning, I looked this out. My dad kept a journal the whole time he was in hospital. This is his journal from when he had TB. He talks about his ups and downs. He put photo. I mean, they didn't even have photos in those days, but he put postcards in of the hospital where he stayed, and you know, it. He he was a man who had continuous thirst for learning. And when he came out of hospital, he got married, probably not to the right person, but he was so naive he didn't know what he was doing. Um, and he, you know, he continued to learn all his life. And his goal was to 
get be something to do something but then he had this burning goal to earn enough money to be financially free to be able to retire at 50 and when he retired at 50 do you think he stopped learning well no then he decided that he was going to um, work for the uh, electoral roll and he, he designed a whole new system for collecting electoral votes he was a volunteer and he advised the city on what they should be doing so you know i'll i'll leave alan's story for another day but Basically, I'm, I'm so lucky to have had a father who really taught me about finance. Like he's the one that, that set me on the road to making sure I was always uh, prepared for a rainy day, if you like, um, but, but doing more than that. And a great example of somebody who wanted to continually learn. And, you know, what do all these people I know I can't compare my dad to Martin Luther King, but all of these people had clear goals. They all knew that they wanted to get things out of their lives, that they wanted to be more than they were when they were born. And if you have uh, anything that you want to do in your life is exercise that mental capacity, expose yourself to new things, and uh, you will find that your mental dimension um, is, is part of your daily life. And, you know, the, the, the thing that Covey says is we need to have a daily schedule, and our daily schedule can be one hour, and in that one hour you can do 20 minutes or 30 minutes of physical exercise. You can do 10, 20 minutes of spiritual exercise and, and 20 minutes of mental exercise. And if you put that one hour into your day, you will be amazed at the results. And um, Felix, Philip Brooks uh, finished this section. Uh, there's some words from him. And it says, someday in the years to come, you will be wrestling with the great temptation or trembling under the great sorrow of your life. But the real struggle is here, now. Now it is being decided whether in the day of your supreme sorrow or temptation, you shall miserably fail or gloriously conquer. Character cannot be made except by a steady, long, continued process and so that for me i love this i'm all about the mental me so i want to now uh, pass over to my young friend uh mary pierre who's going to give us some practical advice about mental dimension yes thank you melanie and just before i start i want the, um, everyone to go right in the comment i want to know what is your job what is your day job so go and write it because I want to know <laughs> something. So go and write what is your day job. And during that time, I want to make sure that everyone shared the podcast. <laughs> so if you haven't shared, that's the time to do it. So we can grow organically our big community that always level up. So go and write what is your day job. I'm curious to know. <laughs> okay, project coordinator in the facility at... Oops. In facility management, I work as an analyst at Desjardins. <laughs> okay, so a lot of people we will see 
that the day job they have, it's largely a mind work. So a lot of people will say, I do a lot of mental work. I don't <laughs> need to have more. It's already mind work at my day job. So I need to rest when I come home and turn my mind off. But I found a quote from Winston Churchill that I really love and I want to share it with you this morning about the mental renewal. So he says, a change is the master key. So a man can wear out a particular part of his mind by continually using it and tiring it. The tired parts of the mind can be rested and strengthened not merely by rest, but by using other parts. It is not enough merely to switch off the lights which play upon the main and ordinary, ordinary field of interest. A new field of interest must be illuminated. It is only when new cells are called into activity that relief, repose, and refreshment are afforded. I really love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> in summary, it just say you have to learn something new to try to work another part of your brain so you can feel refreshed at the end. So, yes, we have to create our plan. So now we will have the three parts, just like yesterday and last week, identify what is our idea and then plan and evaluate. So first, identify. So we will have some questions. So go and write it in the comments when you want to answer the question. It's easy question if you compare to yesterday. So be ready to go write it in the comment. So Maria, open your mic, Melanie too. I love doing that with you. So question number one. So do you like solving some type of puzzle and what type of puzzle? Absolutely. I mean, Mel, absolutely. We love solving puzzle. Uh, not physical puzzle, but I always look for the next new thing to grow my business. Like I remember when selling a million dollars was impressive in a year, but in my mind, it, it kept growing. And right now we're at $280 million. And I remember it like yesterday. It's impossible in Quebec to sell more than a million dollars. <laughs> Okay, I'm completely different to Maria. I love puzzles. And so I do a Sudoku every day. And I also, I found a new one, which is called Wordle. And um, you get one word a day, you get five letters. You have to put the five letters in and you have a certain amount of time to be able to uh, get the thing. So Alan and I, we of course are in competition every day. How many goes did it take you today? Right? So, so yeah, I love puzzles, <laughs> I especially love words one. <laughs> Number two, have you tried to write your own poetry? And what was it like? No. I love poetry. <laughs> I knew that Melanie would say, yes, and now I know. It's funny. <laughs> Number three. It, would you like to learn how to do simple maintenance on your car or an appliance? No. No. <laughs> no, because if I, I, I tell you why, and Maria, you're probably the same as me. If I learn how to do it, I'm going to end up doing it. So I deliberately <laughs> don't learn. <laughs> That's funny. 
Okay, number four is would you like to learn how to use new program? Maybe like Excel, Word, everything like that. So which program would you like to learn more about? Yes. And in reality, what's important for me is that what I'm, I'm intentionally learning is bringing me to my next goal <laughs> on my vision board. It has to be aligned with it. And that is definitely aligning with my vision board. You yeah, know? I'm in it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would only learn something that helps me to get to where I want to be. Mm. I love it. Number five, is there something you've always been curious about? And what is it? Yeah, sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I just have to throw that in for my English friend. Uh, my curiosity is always in how the human brain works and why some people just cannot get themselves to To, to do what they have to do to live their dream life. Th this is my biggest curiosity. I'm always exploring this part of uh, the human mind. I guess, yes, psychology is probably, that's how you would uh, put that. It's interesting, but part of me doesn't want to know because it just gives you all sorts of excuses for why people behave as they do. Um, would I be curious? You know, I, I would love to uh, do more history. I would love to have more time to uh, study the history of man because I think um, a lot of the answers to how we behave and where we will go, I would love to be able to read more about history. Hmm. Thank you. So now it's time to list all your ideas for mental renewal activities. So go in the comments and write all your ideas for mental renewal activities. So if you need some suggestion, it can be to read a great book. So the best way to read books is to read books that are above your comprehension. So you can grasp a new concept every time you read a book. And listen to stimulating podcasts. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Take an online courses, learn a new skill, travel some, somewhere new, attend a lecture at, at a local college. Join a discussion group, visit a museum, watch a documentary. So go and write all your idea. So now we can go into the plan of your um, mental renewal plan. So the plan is to select one idea, always just one. So select the idea you want to start with and state your activity as an affirmation. So for example, if your idea is to learn a new word each day, you might state it like this. I will learn one new word each day for the next three weeks. So go in the comments and write it. So I will dot, dot, dot. What is your idea? And make sure that it's really uh, something specific. So after that, you will plan in your planning tool. So schedule time for this activity. So if you decide to learn a new skill, you may need to schedule maybe one or maybe two slots a week. So schedule your time across several weeks. And then we go into evaluate. So make an appointment already in your planning tool for your self-evaluation at the end of the month. So during your evaluation, check on how well your mental renewal plan is working. And if necessary, change or tweak what needs to be adjusted. So just record your 
progress about your mental renewal plan. So that's what we wanted to cover about the mental this morning. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you so much, Marie-Pierre. So in conclusion, yes, one hour a day for the rest of your life. One hour a day for your rest of your life. Put it in your schedule. Ideally, it would be to get up one hour earlier. That's how you take care of this. Because believe me, your brain will always find an excuse why it cannot fit in in the day you have right now. So sleep a little bit faster, right, Monique? A little bit faster. Get up an hour earlier and fit it in. Recommendation also, the miracle morning, amazing. This commitment will affect every decision, every relationship. It will incredibly improve the quality and effectiveness of every hour of your day. My God, just doing my conditioning, how I no longer waste time in, in improving your mental, it will improve your mental strength, which means you will be more resilient, successful people, uh, have storms like everybody else, but they're strong mentally so they can handle the difficult challenges. They bend, but they do not break. So I, I, I'm going to challenge you to one thing this weekend. Okay. Observe people you know that are not continuously learning. And what do you notice? What do you notice? Are they getting overwhelmed over the stupidest things? Example, the computer's not working, they'll hit the computer. Huh? You've seen that before? Okay. Or they'll smash something. Oh, wow, bravo. And now what? You created a second problem. Like, I want you to observe people that aren't continuous learning and write down what you are observing. Guys, we love you. Happy weekend. And thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed, please share. Bye-bye, everyone in English. Off to the French. <laughs>